0: Hello and welcome to Black Girl Squee, the podcast where we celebrate black film genius with a squeeze! I am your co host, Enda Lauren, also known as Enda's Corner on Twitter. I am Dee, Dee. I go by Dust Daughter on Twitter. Collectively, we are Black Girl, at Black Girl Squee on Twitter. You can also find us at Black Girl Squee on Tumblr an apple podcast and google play if you would like to help support the show we have a patreon patreon.com slash as we said before you can find us at Indus Corner on um, twitter and dust daughter and on twitter individually and collectively at Squee. you can also email us at blackgirlsquee at gmail.com and you can find the podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, or your favorite podcast by using our RSS feed. And, of course, all our episodes are up at our host, blackgirlsqueed.simplecast.fm. A couple of brief housekeeping notes. We have a spoiler policy. We spoil shit. And we are not sorry. If we talk about a film, TV, book, or anything like that, chances are we will spoil it. So you are warned and also as you heard we squee really loud we swear a lot and we talk about dick and again we are not sorry about that so with that out of the way we can move on to our squee news
1: and <laughs> we have to talk about published author Inda Lauren um <laughs> You have published a new short story in Uncanny Magazine, and um, it's called Dust Daughter, and it's awesome, yes. and, and I'm not biased in any way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> First of all, a Bitch! <laughs> Shit out of that. Um, so, uh, um, if anybody is is interested in black magic women, um, you know, um, witches that don't worship Satan, stuff like that, <laughs> read this shit right here. Read this shit. Don't worry about Siempre Br- Bruja. Ugh. Just, just read, just read this, this story. Um, this was awesome I want more Um, (laughs) what were your aims with this piece oh well
0: well of course it's called Dust Daughter and I was actually talking to you about the why why you were named Dust Daughter and of course, you were telling me. Well, of course, the references to "Daughters of the Dust," but also um, Van Hunt's uh, song "Dust," and so I just started thinking about, you know, just dust in, um, just dust in general, you know, because I was kind of thinking of, do um, you remember the story in Roots of uh, Kunta Kinte when his daughter is kidnapped, and he's, um, his, he said from, from our people. You're supposed to keep, you know, the footprints from the dust of someone who leaves so they'll return. Hmm. So I was kind of thinking of things like that and not just um, we're all made of stardust because, I mean, I kind of believe that. But it's still, it I kind of wanted it more grounded, hmm. you know, on Earth and stuff like that. And so I'm not sure why I made her a child. I forget. But I was kind of thinking one finding your power, learning how to use your power, accepting your power, but also letting little girls be little girls, Mm -hmm. you know, because we're not about, you know, to just be children. We're not afforded childhood, and that's something that keeps coming up, especially, you know, with everything that's going on right now. So I think a lot about how little black girls, we just aren't allowed to be, we're not allowed to be imperfect. But we're also just not allowed to,
1: you know... Be, period.
0: Be, yeah, yeah. And so kind of what the aim of that was, this little girl, one, finding, you know, her connection, her generational connection to, you know, this power that she has but doesn't really know how to use yet, but also finding her true family. So, because um, it's like a friend was... um talking to me about it and she was saying she appreciated how like the um the dramatic stuff the um the abuse like the neglect it wasn't like really graphic right. and so even though that element is there mm-hmm. you know it's more about you know okay this is where you will be accepted this is where you will belong this is where you can come to if you know you ever need because I mean as I've gotten older, I found out that, you know, even though I love my biological family, I'm finding that my found family is, I connect with them a lot more these days. And I'm a lot, I feel a lot more comfortable and a lot safer go and with found know. family. And so, yeah, exactly. So, you know, you uh, this is kind of like the women in the coven. This is like the women I wish I'd had in my life when I was younger, you know someone who would nurture not and not because you know they wanted anything out of it or anything that's just like this is what you need so that's kind of you know what I kind of wanted to what I mostly wanted to get at you
1: know with the story so themes of found family themes of coming into your power um, themes of abuse and neglect but In the background, they're not used to it. This is definitely, this is by no means torture porn or anything. Um, yeah, yeah. The number nine came up, the title character (laughs) is nine years old. The yeah. person who kind of introduces her to everybody in the coven is forty five, which is a multiple of nine. Yes. I see you, girl. I yes. See you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave that number alone. Um, <laughs> I
0: cannot. I cannot. So, no.
1: um, um, so, so, well, um, were there other themes that you wanted to explore with this piece? Um, Besides the Um, ones that we just mentioned,
0: I don't know. I think just the the ways in which we treat gifted children, Mm. you know. So, yeah. So I don't. I don't. I think that's.
1: No, I think yeah. The yeah the the girl's mama. Wow, she couldn't wait to 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 like drop her off somewhere and be done with her. She was really, she was really impatient yeah. and neglectful, like you said, but, um, yeah, fuck her. So, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, at the yeah. end of it, I was like, really? That's the end? Um, yeah, I. Want, I, I so will there be a sequel? I okay. had planned on it.
0: I'm, I'm working on something right now and I'm considering whether or not I want Dust to be a part of that story to kind of come into it at some point, but I haven't decided yet. Mm-hmm. What if I do? She'll be
1: aged a little more. She'll be aged up a bit. Yeah, 18 or something? <laughs> it's gotta be a multiple nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe, maybe mid-teens. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, back off of
1: Nine
0: for a moment. I don't know yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe I just am yeah, I think I asked for a sequel to your last piece, so maybe yeah. I just I just need to get used to the short story format and be like <laughs> this is it. But you know, you know you're doing a good job when you leave people wanting more. So um Oh oh, oh and what I liked was that the the women in the coven had powers that are really useful like somebody like somebody who could eat nightmares that is helpful yes good shit right there yes yeah and then parents that did something about them nightmares once they once they figured out
0: that's good shit yeah. That was kind of like well, that's that seed that some parents really do, do care about their children. Believe, huh. Yeah, care about them believe, you know, when something, you know, is happening with them and they need, you know they need help. They need um, somebody to be there for them, they need somebody to have their back. Mhm. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. That that was good. What that was that was good. I like that. So yeah. um Okay. I don't want to give too much away because I want people to read it <laughs> so you can okay. find this article. So this is the, one of the few things that we won't spoil. We'll spoil everything else, but not the <laughs> Lawrence. Uh, you got to read got to get the clicks on so. Uncanny. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yes. That is at uncannymagazine.com slash article slash dust daughter. Spell it like yes. you do my username. <laughs> um, and Yeah. Netflix, get out my girl. (laughs) This is the one. This is the one you want. Adapt this shit. Alright. So to Endaloran, we give the biggest Squeeze! Squeeze! (laughs) 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 That was so
0: good! Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: But on to some real black magical yes. <laughs> yes. In real life. You may have heard Blackish star Marseille Martin. She signed her first look deal with Universal. That girl is 14. 14. Anyway, <laughs> yes. She and her Genius Productions company will develop a scripted series for the studio. She says, I'm so excited for the magic I'll be able to create and produce with Universal. Mr. Kramer, who is the Universal Pictures president, and Ms. Langley, who is the Universal Pictures chairman. Commitment to investing in and uplifting diverse and young voices is both refreshing and important, and I'm happy to be part of that legacy. My goal is to show young women and girls that our voices and ideas matter and that you are never too young to dream big. She just, just her existence just makes me so proud. I just, I feel like this is my niece I'm watching she just thrive. She just makes me so happy.
1: Yes, yeah. and her the first movie that she executive produced and pitched yep. to, uh, to 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 um, Kenya Burris is yes. called Little, and it stars um, mm-hmm. Regina Hall, yes. the other Regina, and Issa Rae, and of course Marcy Martin and she'll be developing more with universal during yeah. under the steel. So to young Miss Martin.
0: Go ahead. I'm saying she was ten when she developed that idea for little. And as some said, you know, just, I'm just so happy to know that they just know that grown people are gonna be having to pitch ideas to this
1: to this yes. child. Well, they yes. probably won't have to do that because she'll she'll just Get the ideas herself because yes, that's what she's know. doing. Yeah, yeah. So, truly a black femme genius. Yes. Um, and her production company is called Genius. Yes, <laughs> I love it. it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, Marcy Martin, we give a big squeeze. Squee- <laughs> oh. Another woman we love here, Miss Stacey Abrams, makes history as she gives the official rebuttal to that that chump's State of the Union address. Um, as I said, she makes history as the first Black woman to give the official rebuttal to the State of the Union, and that night she proved that she is a rising star in politics, despite the results of the Georgia gubernatorial election so while everybody is talking about Beto the one to watch is really Stacey Abrams Um, yes she uh, yeah my timeline was going nuts Um, like they didn't watch the speech but they stayed up to see Stacey (laughs) and she did not disappoint Um, she said about the government shutdown making the livelihoods of our federal workers a pawn for political games is a disgrace the shutdown was a stunt engineered by the president of the United States find the lie Uh, (laughs) she said about immigration we know bipartisanship could craft a 21st century immigration plan But this administration chooses to cage children and tear families apart. Um, She said also, maternal mortality rates show that mothers, especially black mothers, risk death to give birth. And finally, she said, um, voter suppression is real. From making it harder to register and stay on the rolls, to moving and closing polling places, to rejecting lawful ballots. And she ain't lying about that, because she knows firsthand. Unfortunately. Or she would be doing this address as the uh, current governor of Georgia. God damn it, she should be, but... I, I guess something else. She's meant for something else because. Um, oh. So. Brian Kemp is a liar and a cheat, and I just yeah. I'm gonna say that anytime this this election is mentioned. Yep. But um, Stacey Abrams is a star. Uh, give her the mic. Give her the platform. And uh, all of these other these other candidates for president um should be listening to her yep. um, so to miss Abrams we give a big squeeze and now we're going to just um, we have we still have more news but we're gonna put it in the in this corner because it's about music <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay all right, so I'll try to I'll try to get through this as briefly as possible. So first up, <laughs> first up, you may remember this really nice singer named Tweet, and she's bringing back Tweet Tuesdays with a new unreleased song. This song, <laughs> well, like the new to West song. is called Way to Love. And a version of it appeared on her Simply Tweet EP in 2013. That was six years ago. Anyway, she plans to share unreleased songs all through February leading up to a new project. I actually like when people do stuff like this. It's really kind of like performance art and stuff. And so it's actually pretty cool. Anyway, I like tweets. And um, also, what I'm really looking forward to, uh, Jamila Woods. She has a new single out called Zora. And it is... um, Um, Leading her new album Which is on the way And her second album is going to be called Legacy Legacy And that's in all caps and exclamation points And it's going to honor Black literary and musical figures She says that the song Zora Is about refusing to be essentialized And not allowing your identity To be put in a box You contain multitudes You are ever evolving A song to get free from stereotypes and assumptions Well alright then Yes. And of course, even though we kind of don't like award season around here, we still celebrate those who are getting their nods. And so we want to acknowledge the Grammy nominations from the upcoming Grammy Awards. I think that's on that's this weekend, right? Okay, because yeah, uh, Yeah. because I don't know what any of these are anymore. But Really, really ecstatic about Janelle Monae. She has six nominations, including album of the year for Dirty Computer. Please tell me she got nominated for long form video too.
1: I hope she did. Uh, I I know she got uh, she got a nomination for Pink, but I don't know for the whole Dirty Computer thing.
0: Yeah, but she definitely should got. Yeah, because that should have got long form video. Um, not, but anyway. Also, Cardi B has seven nominations, including Best Rap Album, Song, and Album of the Year. Uh, Veteran Betty Levette, she has two nominations, including Best Americana Album. Alright, now. HER has five nominations, and that includes Best New Artist of the Year. SZA along with Kendrick Lamar Has four nods including record and song of the year And best rap song collaboration for All of the Stars Also Oscar nominated Chloe Yes Yeah Chloe and Halle also have two nominations Including best new artist and best Urban contemporary album Mm -hmm. Layla Hathaway Three nominations (laughs) Including best R&B performance for YOY And best R&B album and Michelle Deggio Cello, one nomination for Best Urban Contemporary Album, but we need to talk to her. Um, Ella May has two nominations, including Song of the Year and Best R&B Album. Song. Or Best R&B Song. And, yeah. And would like to note that Record of the Year goes to producers and engineers. The Song of the Year goes to the songwriters. And, oh yeah, you said right here, the Grammy's Air on February 10th on Yes. And I also wanted to note. I think all of the um, nominations for album of the year. I think they're all women. No,
1: this
0: year. there's a there's a couple. Of it's guys. not. Um, oh,
1: okay. Because okay. I think the Black Panther soundtrack was in. Oh yeah, yeah, that's in, um, right. Post Malone and some other people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind that. I but mean, there was they're, only... they're 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 trying to not... they're trying to include more women. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see if they give them any awards.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. These are a lot of nominations here, but you know, um, they they kinda do that thing that the Oscars yeah. does. Give, give you give the nods, but hell, when Beck wins over Beyonce mm-hmm. and nobody he even album. had an album out that year. Um <coughs> Yeah. Not even cool. But um, yeah, so that's uh Ender's Corner. That's um, all the music news we got. And now, looks like we have a new segment that I am looking forward
1: to. <laughs> Diddy, you wanna you
0: wanna give us a WNBA? Yeah, it's minute? gonna
1: be longer than a minute, but um, you know, y'all y'all <laughs> cool. need this y'all need this news because um, y'all not paying yes. enough attention to the WNBA because um, of their dramatic ass uh, brother league. Um, that just went, just the trade deadline for the NBA just ended a couple mm-hmm. days ago, and um, man, you want to talk about men being, not, everybody says men are not emotional, but that was emo- <laughs> an emotional ass trade deadline, um, <laughs> and yeah, some of y'all f- faves did not end up looking so great after that deadline, mm. but anyways, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the W. And um, one of the biggest pieces of news is that Maya Moore, Mm -hmm. a four-time WNBA champion and basically one of the GOATs of the league, um, has decided to sit out the 2019 Mm -hmm. season. Uh, This is huge because uh, her team, the Minnesota Lynx, are perennial favorites to be in the finals, except for this year um, and I've, I've, this past year, where um, she uh, she was she was hurt, and um, and now this upcoming 2019 season, because she won't be playing. She's that good. Uh, she announced her decision in the Players Tribune, which is a website uh, dedicated to letting players tell their own stories in their own words. And she said in that announcement that, quote, my focus will, in 2019 will not be on professional basketball, but will instead be on the people in my family, as well as on investing my time in some ministry dreams that have been stirring in my heart for many years. So, you know, Godspeed to Maya Moore. Uh, the league is going to be... A lot different without you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I hope we'll see you again maybe in 2020. Um, also, uh, another news, uh, bit of news that rocked the league is that Liz Cambage requested a trade from the Dallas mm-hmm. Wings. Liz Cambage was second in a WNBA mm-hmm. MVP voting. Um, she Led the league in scoring. She is she's basically a rising star in the in the league. Um, unfortunately, uh, reports are that she wants to play for the L.A. Sparks and not the Washington Mystics. Um, <laughs> her loss. Uh, <laughs> uh, she wants to leave, and it's probably due to the fact that. Uh, she had a good relationship with coach Fred Williams, who was, um, the coach in Dallas before he got fired, um, and is now the assistant coach for the Sparks. Um, former Laker Derek Fisher is the new head coach of the Sparks, um, also, uh, her teammate and her Dallas Wings teammate, uh, point guard Skylar diggins Smith, is pregnant, and will miss part of this part of the season. So, if she stayed in Dallas, she would just be there by herself, trying to yeah. you know drag the team to the playoffs, and that's not fun. Um, and this. This really sucks for the Dallas Wings organization because they just went through a re- rebuild um, after moving from Tulsa, and we're just starting to turn things around. They made it to the first round of the playoffs, uh, but really? the first two rounds of the playoffs in the WNBA are single elimination, so they only played one game. Um, so again. Um, if she goes to the Sparks, then they're automatically finals favorites. I mean, the Sparks, the Sparks and the Lynx were usually the two teams that made it to the finals every year, except for this past year, of course, when it was the Storm and the Mystics. Um, but so, but if she goes to the Sparks, yeah, it's a wrap. It's it's almost a lock that they're going to make it to the to the finals. We'll see what happens with that. And finally, just a little bit of news uh, to make me happy. Natasha Cloud resigns with the Washington Mystics. Uh, There was an offer sheet from the New York Liberty uh, to take Cloud away from D.C., but uh, the Mystics matched it. Mm -hmm. So she's getting um, max money, which in the WNBA is still not enough. But uh, she's Getting the max, um, uh, and she's staying in DC. She's originally from Philadelphia, but um, I guess uh, DC is closest team since there's no Philly WNBA team right now. But uh, I'm happy because Natasha's great. Um, she. There were some really great moments that she provided, like the, the game winner against the Sparks at the end of the regular season. Um, she's just been a uh, spark plug on offense and, and defense, and I just, I love Natasha, so I'm glad she's back with the Mystics. So let's go and let's try to get back to the finals. Um, and that is the end. Of my WNBA minute, you're welcome. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> no mistakes.
0: That was informative. <laughs> yes, that was informative. Yeah. All right. So ooh, that was a lot. It's so much going on in the league. See, I don't. I I actually don't keep up with sports much these days, anyway. And so I hear about everything that's going on. And I'm like, wow. Yeah
1: glad to hear it's wild because yeah. like free WNBA free agency is happening around the same time as the you know um, the NBA trade deadline mm-hmm. so of course people are gonna spend more time talking mm-hmm. about that and then yeah. you know some some people made some very dramatic things um, uh, some people in the W the the NBA, did some very dramatic things, like um, requesting a trade in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, and that kind of just uh, created shock effects throughout the whole league, so people wanted to spend way more time talking about that, instead of what's going on in the WNBA. Like, it's wide open yeah. in the WNBA, y'all. One mm-hmm. of the goats of the game is not going to play. Mm. It's wide-ass open. Uh, so it's going to be fun. Oh, well. But, yeah, I'm
0: glad to see Tasha is getting her money. I wish they were getting more, because, I mean, like, if you're going to make this your a league, you need to make it more comparable to your other league in all ways. You know, like, you know, serious games, not single elimination
1: mm-hmm. games and shit. Right. Come on now. But um, it's what makes the WNBA exciting but it's kind of frustrating for those teams that are on the bubble. But um yeah. Also, yeah, there's some there's some stupid limits, sorry. Uh that's a bad word. There's just ill-advised um uh limits to the amount of money that people can make that mm-hmm. WNBA players can make and it also affects uh, when they take jobs, maybe in the W in the NBA, like Christy Tolliver had, mm-hmm. could only receive but so much money as an assistant coach for the Washington Wizards because mm-hmm. of the limits to her salary um, from her WNBA contract. So that's got to change. Wow. Um. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do pay jobs, her pay MBA for money jobs. For an MBA job Anyway So and, Exactly and, Girl I'm sorry I couldn't
0: <laughs> Well
1: Well that No
0: no no that's that's cool That's cool <laughs> But it's also unfortunately A good transition to Catch the fade And y'all Why has February gotten off
1: Like To this start Like I don't know I don't know This this week has been so long This week has been three years long Just this one week The first full week of um, Black History Month But I mean This fuckery was starting on day one Of Black History Month did not Gosh, stop did not let up something people, new every day uh, so I mean I'm not going into all the details cause I mean if you've been online at all you've probably heard about this stuff um you've probably heard about just everybody in the governor's house in the state of Virginia just being mm. racist or uh, alleged sexual harassers um second accuser a second uh, accuser, <laughs> a second accuser just came, came forward against Justin Fairfax today and it's like just throw the entire governor's house away throw it all away um, just as the governor and the attorney general have admitted to wearing blackface and not as children when no. you could Plausibly say they didn't know any better, although that would, I would side eye that too. But they were full ass grown adults in medical school.
0: In medical
1: school. (sighs) So there's no excuse. Uh, I'm tired of having these basic racism 101 conversations about why it's not okay to use Mm -hmm. blackface, but that's all we've been having white people don't seem to want to do better so Ralph Northam and that other dude I've forgotten his name can catch the fade for that Justin Fairfax can catch the fade for allegedly (sighs) harassing not one but possibly two women (laughs) and cussing them out when people ask about him. Um, allegedly. Uh, this other dude, this Irish actor, can <laughs> catch the fade because Twitter has been talking about this nonstop, and the conversations about that have been no more productive than have the blackface f- discussions in about the state of Virginia Um, we're we're having all this oh we need to have a conversation and the conversations only go so far because white people don't want to do better Um, you have other people jumping in and saying really ill-advised half-ass half-thought-out stuff about why somebody can't be racist. Meanwhile, people having obviously racist thoughts and intention to do very racist yes. things, intention intention to commit hate crimes, and he and he wants a cookie for admitting it. <laughs> Look, I'm tired. as people have been pointing out with all of these
0: situations and why we're not letting it go. Like, these are the reasons why we die. We are literally killed behind these reasons. Like we were saying, the people in the, the blackface shit, that was a medical, so these are the people who are supposed to fucking treat us, but they already think we're suffering. This
1: they had to stop publishing the yearbook in twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen, because wait, there was they so, said it there got was so much racism. Blackface. So that means it was happening every like year.
0: Two races. Like, wait, wait. What was enough racist? What was enough racist? It was just racist enough here, and now. if that's what it was in eighty five, yeah. And y'all waited thirty years.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What
0: was mm-hmm. it, it? It got worse.
1: Mm hmm, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. So you're telling me these grown ass, highly educated folks didn't know better didn't or, and didn't bother to learn any better for 30 years? And these are the people that are supposed to be taking care of my health? Yes. In the state of Virginia? Like, yes. I live here. And I don't know if I can even make jokes because I'm from Florida. So,
0: <laughs> and please stop saying that white racists are always these uneducated, poor, rural, rural folks,
1: because they are not. Ugh. If it, if if you have grown ass doctors who eventually become the governors of the state wearing blackface. That's, that's, it's just an obvious message that they don't see black people as human. I don't want to be in a hospital room with these motherfuckers. But, I. but who knows? The next time I go to the hospital, who knows? I may, I'm, I may be forced to, to meet with one of these doctors. one of the doctors that is probably racist but does a better job of keeping their mouth shut and exactly. doesn't have any pictures that can be that can be used as blackmail or be leaked. See that's the other thing. This is probably like this is probably like one of those attacks from the right. But that doesn't mean that these actions are any less harmful like they this is the way they've systematically managed to take down just about everybody in the governor's house and everybody in the line of succession because like the damn attorney general was up next if you if you if you want the governor to step down and the lieutenant governor gets accused of sexual assault The Attorney General just said, just admitted to wearing blackface, because I guess he didn't want it, he wanted to get ahead of the story, I suppose. Like, this is gonna turn into, like, uh, an episode of Designated Survivor or some shit. I'm just, I'm just tired. I would say throw the whole state away, but I'm currently living in it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, like that's what this—that's just what people don't understand. There are people who suffer consequences from this shit. Who don't? Who who never asked for this? Did not deserve this.
1: And yeah, and the people who are like, well, we've we've just got to blindly vote Democratic, you know, no matter because. And I get it. The other Republicans are blatantly racist, and blatantly just bigoted, and out to kill anybody different. Like, really, their policies kill marginalized people. Um, and just saying that the Democratic, the Democrats are a tiny bit better, that's not, that's not enough, because I'm sitting here having voted for this, 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 this is ah uh, for this person, and really feeling embarrassed right now.
0: The sad thing is, is at the time was
1: probably just the better alternative. That's what I'm saying. That's, what That's I, he, yeah, he's the lesser of yeah. of two evils, but yeah, I'm gonna feel it's like you're gonna feel like shit in either way. Yeah. And and way to embarrass people, way to embarrass the people that voted for you. <sighs> so all of y'all can catch the fade. I'm tired of y'all. Why didn't you wait until March to do this shit at least? Um, I know. But Northam, yeah, this shit got this shit got released on February first. Which is how you know this was probably some some agenda Ooh. from the right. But whatever. Congrats, it worked. Okay. Whatever. Y'all are still pieces of shit too. So it doesn't make you. It doesn't make y'all look any better. So. All right. But I guess that they feel like if their party is imploding because of the person that they voted to be president then uh i guess the other party i mean i wish they could all run because i don't like neither Um, one i mean they were yeah i mean they're doing a good job of imploding it's it's obvious that the democratic party doesn't have a really good viable candidate Mm -hmm. that's why everybody's throwing their hat into the ring you have all of these candidates that I don't think could muster up enough support to finally, to, to be, you Mm -hmm. know, the, um, DNC candidate, but, um, they're gonna try, I guess. Um, okay, but I do have to just
0: mention uh, another one, (coughs) excuse me, but, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't, know. especially since I guess I'm forty now, and so I officially count myself as as an auntie. But some of our my slightly older, you know, aunties out there, I need to come collect y'all right quick because I don't know what the fuck is wrong with y'all. I'm gonna start with the one not as bad, but still terrible, Taraji. Girl, I love you very, very much. Seriously, you, you, you are a hill I would have died on. But girl, what was you thinking? It's like, some, some I, I kind of do believe that somebody just said she's a dingbat. Because I don't know what she was thinking. She did a video of herself on Instagram. She's looking up Mute R. Kelly on it and, you know, looking at him. And then for some reason... She looked up Mute Harvey Weinstein. So I'm thinking on one hand, really, she doesn't know how hashtags work. I'm hoping that's just I'm hoping that's like mostly the the thing there, but it's also the false equivalency. And I don't know why it is that whenever we start talking about R. Kelly or other black men who need to be implicated in like me too stuff. The first person they go to is Harry Weinstein, which doesn't make any sense because he is <laughs> he's in the system now. He is about to have a trial. You know? He's being dealt with. And so I don't understand what it is, why why y'all it's so it's it's that it's, it's in line with that fuck-ass hashtag, like, them for something like that. First them. They're, this is like something by, like, hotel black men. Like, oh, get all these white dudes who are doing this stuff before you. come black men I'm like, no, we can come for you all. We can, for real, come for all of y'all. I don't give a fuck what color you are. You're a fucking predator. We can come for you. And so, Taraji, that was a really bad idea. Really? Really bad idea. I know you're promoting your film and stuff right now.
1: Yeah, she's promoting she's also that look at who she's promoting it with. Erica Badu who is is doubled down and put on her cape, yeah. So she was
0: next. She's next, yeah. I
1: don't know Mm. and
0: she did this in Chicago. Of all places she went on stage in Chicago and started talking about how much she loves you know R. Kelly. Girl, and she didn't even say like I love him, like you know, and he needs to be dealt with. She didn't even say that. She was just talking about apparently how he needed to be left alone or something along those lines. I forget exactly what was said, but he needed to leave these
1: children alone
0: and it yeah girl you for real went to Chicago where a man has for more than 20 years preyed on young girls on young black girls and defended him in these people's backyard worst idea ever and if she's we've been giving her a side eye for some time now anyway Because she was, because before she was talking about like young girls don't need to wear like short skirts and stuff around older men because it'll entice them. And it's because it's like it's in their nature, it's in men's nature to, you know, be aroused by that, which is a horrible thing to say in itself. So we have been giving her a side eye. So I'm not surprised at these comments, but I'm still just like, I want to shake her. I mean, girl. And then, really disappointing in that is Michelle and Diego Cello, who then came to... indirectly came to Erica with due defense, you know, talking about, like, something... It was definitely a response to the backlash that Erica was getting for, you know, those comments. And I'm like, okay, this isn't good, Michelle. This is not good. And so this is why I'm like... I'm trying to collect my fellow aunties right now, I'm like, this is where you fucking up. Because none of this shit is okay. None of this shit is okay. I don't know what it is that will make you want to excuse or justify black girls being preyed upon in any way. But there is no scenario in which that's okay. I don't care who he is to you or how much you love him. Or, I mean, if you want to go yank him and go get him some help or something like that so he'll stop praying on people, do that. But don't sit here and be telling us, you know, we need to be forgiven. We need to, you know, leave people alone. stuff like that. No. That's not some shit we're going to do. Okay, so... Y'all can catch the fate, too. I know all of y'all can kick my ass. I don't care. But, but still, Damn. we need to have this talk.
1: Taraji was our patron saint of Black Girl Squee. To, she, I don't was, know. she was. She was. That's know. why
0: this hurts. I guess it's Viola fucking hurt now. Because she, it's
1: Viola. Yes.
0: <laughs> it is Viola.
1: And thank goodness for Viola. Cause yes. and I'm And anybody... You. ...that dares to come at her with any of this Liam and shit. Don't do it. Don't come at the queen. Leave her the fuck alone. This ain't got shit to do with her.
0: Listen, I, there, I saw a piece of that Vanity Fair uh, interview. Because apparently she, she'd been fucking up for a while too. Michelle Rodriguez want to show her ass... She and Cynthia Revo were agreeing on some really problematic shit about race and shit. And it was Viola who came in and just like, with, you know, the facts. Like, yeah, actually, both of y'all are wrong about this, so both of y'all need to shut the fuck up. And also, don't know any of y'all, nobody better not ask her shit about Leon Mises. That's what
1: I'm saying. Don't come for the queen. Leave her alone. She don't have shit to do with this.
0: Yeah. If anything, we glad now we got to see her shoot him <laughs> in this film. It just makes that scene even better now. It was good before;
1: it's better now. And people are people are getting mad at people on Twitter for for posting that scene, talking about spoilers. You didn't see the movie in the first place. I know. Don't get mad. Don't get <laughs> mad, cause we need this. We need this yes people done fucked up our black history month we need we need this little bit of 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 i don't know what you would call it but it's 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 some kind of therapy. release therapy with violence but yeah but um catharsis release catharsis thank you thank you Mm. thank you publisher (laughs) she good with the words she good with the words but yeah so um we need that catharsis. And if you're going to get mad about spoilers, shut the fuck up and go buy the movie. Yeah, you should have it's out on video on demand. You you, you should have saw
0: it at the theater in the first place.
1: You really you really Thank should you. have. So, that's your fault. It's
0: your fault. And so, fuck it. That that scene come across my timeline again, I'm going to repost it every time it comes around cuz every
1: fucking yeah. time. So, yes, yeah, that dude. We had to sit through these these basic basic ass conversations about racism all fucking week during Black History Month and y'all mad about a spoiler from a movie that you didn't even yep. bother to go see cuz my I entire black ass
0: okay so <sighs> that's good
1: it yeah was a long ass exactly. fade, but so, okay
0: it. but um, we can move on to something a lot much, much happier and so glad you chose these two because I was actually thinking about them too after after all the talk. So it is now time for this week and at print.
1: So yes. So Didi, you wanna first you wanna tell us who our d T two our pantheon today. of peen is one Stefan James. So um, he is a Canadian actor. Um he's He's been in um, the movie *Race*, where he played Jesse Owens. Ah. He's currently in the uh, lead role in *Amazon*, *Amazon's Homecoming*, and was nominated for a Golden Globe for that performance. And he's also currently starring in Barry Jenkins' masterpiece <coughs> *If Bill Street Could Talk*. Yes, and um, if you've watched that movie, which you should, go see it if you can. Yep. It's a wonderful movie. It should have mm-hmm. uh, received many Ooh. Oscar nominations, but uh, yeah, we won't talk about that. We'll oh, yeah. be here all day. He is only 25. Oh my gosh, he's quite young, but quite ah. handsome. And um, he comes from uh, Canadian parents of Jamaican descent. He was born in Ontario. Oh yeah. And um, oh yeah. He, That's impressive. Uh, if you've seen if you've seen the movie, you know why he's in this category, because uh, he's got that print. And uh yeah, I'll, yes, I was like, hello, hello, Mr. James and little Mr. James, who's not so little. Ooh. So oh. um. <laughs> And um, oh, he was also in Selma. <laughs> uh, he played uh, John Lewis in Selma. So he's got some bona fides. Mm-hmm. Um, bona fides, however you say it. Uh, so he's 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 gotten some good roles under his belt as a young actor. So good for him. Um, oh. And now. Yep. So that is so that is Stephen Stefan James, let me get yep. it right. Yeah, and I sad. think he's a Sagittarius. He was born in born December sixteenth. So woof, Sagittarius. Yes. Um Yes. So yeah, uh, Oh God. Uh, now we have to talk about his co star. Ah, um, the lovely, the handsome, the talented, Mr. Coleman Domingo, do you want to take this away?
0: (laughs) Okay, uh, let's see. I Mm -hmm. actually did not know that Coleman Domingo was on Fear of the Walking Dead. But, uh, yeah, so he's, um, I guess he was mostly known for that show. Let me see if I can, i oh, shit's not known. Sorry, uh, known for that show, and also plays the father, and if Bill Shriek could talk, so that scene with him and, yes, mm-hmm. that scene with him and Regina King, I got Ryan pregnant. Rochelle when they're dancing. <coughs> oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. Delicious. I know, right? And, oh, guess what? Yeah. Another fellow <laughs> said his birthday is November 28th. <laughs> So, he will be 50 this year, and that is, ooh, he's about to be a cat dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you talking about this. <laughs> that's, my, that's my con right there. Anyway, he was born in uh, Philadelphia, so he's from, he's from Philly, and he later attended Temple University. He majored in journalism. Ooh, I was in Okay, Um. anyway, he moved to San Francisco, California. That's where he started acting. He was mostly in theater productions. He has a ton of awards and nominations for theater stuff. Like, from 97 on, I mean, wow. Just Passing Strange, Chicago. Ooh, that means he sang and danced. Oh, anyway, uh, he was also in Selma. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh, he was just. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but. Oh, he was in a production of the Scottsboro Boys. Ooh. That's him. Also, oh, Outstanding Theater. Lights Out, Night King Cole. No, that's not him. That's somebody else. But anyway, yeah. A, he got a nomination for Outstanding Overall Production for that. He also has several writing credits. Um, this is all in theater. He, oh, he wrote A Boy in His Soul, okay? He wrote Lights Out and with Nat King Cole. He re, co-wrote that with Patricia McGregor. And he's developing In the Middle of the Street with Alyssa Tagger. Oh, so he works a lot with women. Okay. I, I, I just like, <laughs> he just keeps making me like him <laughs> more and more.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I, would. I I would like to work um, with Mister Domingo, <laughs>
0: <clears throat> and he also has a a long a filmography. He was in Miracle at Santa Ana. I saw that. He was in Lincoln. I missed that. Oh, Red Hook Summer, which was also Spike Lee of uh, Miracle at Santa Ana, was also Spike Lee filmed. He was also in Forty Two. He played Lawson Bowman. He was in The Butler, Freddie Fellows. Yeah. Ah, uh, he was also in Birth of a Nation. Mm. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, came came with them all. Get with them all. Uh, and I haven't seen it, but I'm kind of hearing different things about yeah. he was in Assassination Nation. But that's one of those like you know, white girl power films. But he plays the principal in that, so you know, might check it out. Might check it out. But yeah, and oh, even longer. Television, uh, dang! Look at how many plays he's been in. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's impressive. He's just really impressive. But um, uh, oh, he was in the Nick. head of a recurring in Nick. So now I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that. Mm-hmm. Cause oh,
1: I mean that's gonna be a hardship. Andre Holland and Coleman Domingo, yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm going to pass out. That's yeah. just too much. He that's too much fine work. and talented, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, so. so. But yeah, uh, Coleman Domingo, he was just. Out. I just fell in love with him, and, and if Bill Shriek could talk, because perfect dad. Levi finds out <laughs> he's going to be a great dad. Now you're going to have to let me tell. <laughs> what was his friend's name? Michael Beach character.
1: Yeah, like you going nah, to let me because I
0: can't wait to see the look on his face. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And I just, I just loved him. He's talking about, you know, well, you know what, uh, the kids, the, the baby's going to get here. We'll provide for them no matter even if we have nothing. We will provide for these babies, and we'll have find you a way. Ever
1: had any? Just like money? just wasn't about it. <laughs> You know, just the way he delivers lines is just in a <laughs> sort of a jazz, <laughs> jazzy feel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just uh-uh. oh, just everything you love he about was, black he man. Was looking good in that movie. He's looking good. Just oh,
0: oh my God. He, he taught here. He taught at <laughs> University of Wisconsin. Where Uh-oh. was the fuck I?
1: <laughs> you about to start looking for him in the daylight with a flashlight.
0: When did he teach here? And where was I?
1: Dude, you wanna come back and
0: teach another class? shit, I'll <laughs> take out another loan.
1: All right, let's wrap this up before we get a restraining order put on us. Um <laughs> Okay Okay, but that was our D W Y D But yeah, y'all, y'all seen I this see man <laughs> this. Y'all need to see. First of all, y'all need to see if Bill Street yeah, Talk, go. if it's still available where
0: yeah, look, yeah, with Stephen James, Coleman Domingo, and Brian Tyree Henry, <sighs>
1: mm, mm.
0: that's just a fine black man mm, for
1: days. thank you, Barry Jenkins. Yes, um, you and yes, you and your cast, right. ooh, You know how to do it. Yes. Mm, mm. And Kiki Lane. Kiki <laughs> Lane. No
0: ugly <laughs> Was not no ugly people in this film. No, film. Kiki K- K-
1: K- 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 Lane. She, she Kiki is Lane. She's Lane so Just so gorgeous. Beautiful. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm, sorry. I'm about to
0: crawl up again. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was our show, folks. And uh, like we said, we are Black Girl Squee. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Apple Podcasts. Google Play, wherever to get your podcast from. Don't forget not Spotify. Oh, yeah, not Spotify. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. But, uh, yeah, not there. But uh we have our Patreon, patreon.com slash if you want to support the show, help keep us going. If you want to contact us, I am at In This Corner on Twitter, DV is at Death Star on Twitter, collectively are at Black Girl on Twitter. And you can also email us, blackgirlsque.gmail.com. And again, we are on Apple Podcast, Google Play Podcasts, and your favorite podcatcher by using our RSS feed. And of course all of our episodes are up at Blackwe. and F-M.
1: you can find so. in this podcast uh, the Black Swan Collective and in this corner uh, audio essays at mixcloud.com/ndoloren Okay, yeah, forgot about it.
0: Okay, so until next time, bye, bye.